that comes to you bi-weekly that teaches a thing or two to the dumbest little guy about the genre we love. I'm your host Tim and with me is the lovable dummy himself. His name is Professor D. Luffluff, but you can call him Mushroom. Oh, hi. Hello. Um, oh, what do I normally do? You normally say a word, just a random word. I don't know why, but this is what you do. Because it's my catchphrase, but I haven't picked one yet. Okay. Um... I'll give you a second. I can. D-man? <laughs> I said can. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's it. Welcome I to I said can. Phenomenal. Maybe that's right, my new catchphrase. Okay. Cool. <laughs> have fun with that. Welcome to the Horror for Dummies podcast, the show that provides the funny while teaching the dummy, and maybe yourself, something about the films we love. Woo! Hey, you welcome stupid to, bitch. Welcome, wow. Welcome to episode 169. <laughs> 69. On this episode, we are finally nice. showing Mushroom a film. A film he's been wanting to see since you joined this podcast. Oh, yeah, dude. A film that you've never seen before. No, I correct? hadn't. Until now. Until... We are t- Earlier this today. <laughs> we are talking about the original, the OG, the the OG gangster, Candyman. Hell yeah. And so the plan... Alright, here we go. Bit of insight behind the scenes shit with Horror Phenomies. Oh, I peel back the that plan fucking was, curtain, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> the plan was to do a double episode with the original Candyman and a raw review of the new Candyman film. But we... If you can't tell by our accents, our Australian, G'day. we got fucked over Cobber. by the lockdown. <laughs> we got fucked over with COVID. So we are in lockdown. We have been for like 12 weeks now. And with lockdown comes no goddamn cinemas. So no we loud. can't see Candyman. No. Um, it's fucked up our plans. But we thought, you know what? It's been too long. Luffy, we wanted to do this episode last year when Candyman <laughs> yeah. was meant to come out. It was like one of... <laughs> we were like getting pumped for it. Yeah. Um, I think it was literally yeah, like my right, first or second episode when we did the trailers. And there was a Candyman trailer. And mm. I was like, hold you, fucking hate's <laughs> came for this later in the year. Hope nothing fucking globally yeah. pandemic-wise yeah. happens in the next couple months. But, you know, we just decided to... Pull that rubber band off. Um, not rubber band. Plastic strip. What do you call them? Band-aid. That's the one. Band- <laughs> We're taking off that band-aid really quickly. Band-aid? See that? I tied it in. <laughs> Medical adhesive strip. 
I mean, give it no free plugs here. <laughs> Go and buy Johnson and Johnson's band aids. Courtesy uh, of I got the Marvel ones. Got a little Spider Man and my little cutsies. Oh, cross. Um, so yeah, we decided just, you know what? Fuck it. We'll, we'll get to Candyman eventually. We decided to just make the plans and do the original Candyman as it is. Turns out I, I went on bloody disgusting the other day. And as of this record, we are, we are on a Wednesday recording right now. turns out that the new Candyman is coming to VOD and home theater, uh, this coming Friday. Fucking joke! I know it's like they were waiting for us to pull the pin, just do it, and then they're gonna be like, "Ha ha, you got screwed over." Yeah, eat shit. Right, right. Random Australian podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Candyman from 1992. Along with that, for our raw review, we be we're gonna be talking about a film that's been mentioned once or twice on the. Oh, internet. which one? <laughs> have you heard huh? about a film called Malignant? I have. Of yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. For the people before you told me to watch it, no. For the people <laughs> on the internet, no, oh, sorry, on the on yeah, on the internet and on listening to this show, if yeah, you've yeah. been on Facebook and a part of like any horror group on Facebook, then I'm sure yeah. you've heard about this movie because everyone's going fucking crazy about it. It's like crazy. Well, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll to, get it. to it. But it, what it is is James One. Uh, you would know him from Saw. Insidious, The Conjuring, Aquaman. What? Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's his latest film, and people are going fucking nuts over it. We'll get to that later. Um, we that was kind of a one, another one that I kind of didn't want to do yeah. after I saw everyone talking about it because I think people are sick of hearing about it now. But yeah, well, fuck you. You're gonna listen to us talk exactly. <laughs> We're gonna tell you what side we want to play too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun episode. We've got a lot to talk about, but let's start it with some listener mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. We had a lovely little email from our friend Randy Blanford, a.k.a. Mr. Tom Hardy himself, um, as you would know him from the Padded Room podcast. He writes, hey old Tim, a.k.a. the man with the biggest balls in Australia. He mentions you (laughs) later, so don't get upset. Um, oh, okay. All right, fine. <laughs> hey, be lucky. I mean, he's wrong, but like, uh, yeah, that is true. I don't have the biggest balls in Australia. Mm, yeah, no. Um, hey, brother. Hope all is well. <laughs> Considering you are the Superman, I got a question for you regarding the Jaws franchise. I recently rewatched the franchise, and whoa, you are so right about how good the first flick is. Damn straight. The others just got worse and worse, in my opinion. <laughs> I remember you saying at one time there was a sequel you really like. Which one was it and why? I'm not trying oh. to call out your fandom or anything. Was just thinking maybe I missed something. <laughs> Keep up the good work on the Horror for Dummies podcast. I still miss Jill and Ben, but I think you found a great co-host with that egg smuggling Luffy. <laughs> what am I smuggling egg? I don't know, but hey, stop was smuggling that, Was that eggs. a bit I did at some point I'm previously? Sure, probably. I don't okay. Know. Um, but he says, "Love you like family." Oh. Okay, so I love getting emails about the Jaws franchise, and people asking me, "Why do you like that shit?" You're gonna, you're gonna break his poor little heart because he <laughs> thinks like that you've mistaken yourself or something. Because <laughs> you're gonna tell him your favorite one now. 
I've already I've already spoken to him, but I said I would okay. elaborate more on the show. So okay, okay yes, if, if for the people that if this is your first time listening, my name Hi. my name is Tim, and I fucking love the Jaws franchise, all of them. <laughs> yeah, so Jaws the original is my all time favorite movie. Nothing beats it. Nothing ever will. Then we got the sequels. Jaws two, I dig it. I like it. But yes, it is a little bit of a carbon copy paste of the first film. Jaws three is fucking bad. It's so bad. It's horrible. But it's still a Jaws film, and I love it. Part 4 is described... Jaws Revenge, it's titled. Part 4, Jaws Revenge, is known basically around every movie buff as the worst movie ever made. Ever. I'm a shark. Ever. Um, That is my personal second favourite in the franchise. (laughs) <laughs> and the reason being, okay, here's a little story of old, of little old Tim, right? When my okay. when I was a youngly wee lad, um, <laughs> I was four years old when I first saw the original Jaws. I fell in love. It's what made me me, and I was just obsessed with anything monster related or or something big, a creature trying to eat people. I just I loved it. I ate it all up. No pun intended. And when we went to my my grandmother's place, we used to call her Nana. Um, it was always so fucking boring there. Um, my parents would just talk and there was no, nothing to do. Like I, I, I have six brothers and sisters. Um, but at that time, like I was only the one around, so I had no one to play with. My Nana had a TV with VHS tapes and there was two that she had. One was the original Jaws. The other one was Jaws of Revenge. And I played Jaws just religiously over and over again until it got to a point where the tape started to fuck up. Then I saw oh, Jaws of Revenge. Fuzzy Jaws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I saw Jaws of Revenge and I plugged it in. Me being like a four or five year old kid had no fucking idea how bad this movie was. But it was still a shark. It was still killing people. So for that, I, I loved it. I fell in love with it. Kind of just chomped a special way into your heart it, it did it did go to like um many many years later and i would watch it here and there and i would realize hey this movie's not as great as it was and i didn't watch it for a long time until i think i started this podcast um probably uh, uh, maybe a year before i started this podcast i went and bought it on blu-ray uh, i bought the whole lot on blu-ray and i watched it and just everything came back to me nostalgia fuel dreams just came back to me watching this movie and I had the best time watching it. I was fucking laughing my ass off with what was happening. I knew exactly how bad this film was and um, th- we did an episode on it back when this show started um, with with the, the original co-host Ben and I, I basically mm-hmm. just rip on it the whole time but the thing is I fucking love this movie because of my my childhood. If you want, if you really want my thoughts on the movie, go to YouTube and check out a uh, reviewer called Chris Stuckman. He's a movie reviewer. He's really really good, but he does a hilarity. He calls them a uh, review of Jaws of Revenge, and it's one of the best reviews I've seen on this movie. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, but he reviews Jaws of Revenge, and everything he says I agree with, but. I just, I love it. I love it. It's so dumb that I can't not watch it. If it's on, which it never is, but if it is mm. on, I'm watching it. Like, 
I don't care if I'm late for work. My boss will understand. Hey, Jaws of Revenge is on. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but I just, I love it, man. It's so much fun. And people will tell me that Jaws of Revenge is the worst film in the Jaws franchise. No, not in, in my honest opinion. I think it actually has more good things than Jaws 3. Jaws 3 is okay. horrible. It really is. But I don't know, man. Look. People are going to tell me that I'm wrong all the time, and that's your opinion. You go for it, man. But Jaws of Revenge, it, it's just a film I can put on whenever I want, and I'll still have fun with it. It'll still take me back to my childhood, and I just love it. So I'm sure everyone has a film like that, where it's not that great, but you fucking love it, and who gives a fuck? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's, yeah... I mean, the original Jaws is, in my opinion, one of the greatest movies ever made. And I think most people can agree. The Jaws of Revenge is the complete opposite. Like, that franchise went from 100 down to zero so fast. I have a question. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm big Hollywood CEO person of, I don't know, what the fuck? Uh, Universal? Is that who made it? Yes. So, I'm like, head of Universal. And I'm like... Hey, we're fucking... We're remaking Jaws. No. <laughs> straight, well, straight up, no. I'm, I'm going to give you all the money to set it up. Cast it. All that kind of shit. Um, if you don't do it, I'm giving it to someone else and someone else is going to do it. What would you do? I would call up Steven Spielberg, who would then probably yep. yell at me and say, you're not doing my film... And then I would put the guy that's told me to remake it, I'd put him on the phone to Steven Spielberg, who would then probably yell at him and... and, All right, but honestly, okay, what would I do if I had to remake Jaws? One, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't remake Jaws. Here's what I'd do. I would do a Halloween 2018 on it. I would pretend that the sequels never existed, right? Okay. Go from the first... And, and you know what? I don't want to give too much away because I'm trying to slightly work on something here, a podcast episode that uh, that might be my whole story with a, a new Jaws film. But oh, okay, all right. Well, we can we can just tease it a little. I'll bit. I'll tease it a little bit. On. But it, yeah, yeah, the thing is, like, okay, we we, we 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 forget. You know, we can even have part two, right? We'll forget part three. We'll forget part four, right? Um, Richard Dreyfus who played Hooper, yes. is still alive. Yes, he's, yep. he's old, but he's still working. He's still alive. Roy, Roy Scheider and um, uh, uh, fuck Robert Shaw are long yeah. gone now, unfortunately, which sucks. But Richard Dreyfuss is very still alive. Yeah, they alive. got eaten by a shark. So, <laughs> one of them didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that element. There's also another element that I think would have to be brought into nowadays. And, and, and as much as I hate to say, it's, it's very political. Uh, no, that was already done in the shallows. Um, oh. But yeah, it's, it's a very political side to Jaws, which I think needs to be brought in. And that's the, uh, the animal rights activists. I think that's, that's oh. a side that, that, that would shine with Jaws and bring it into the new world that we're living in now. There are okay. many different elements that I would bring to a Jaws film that I think could revamp it and remake it. I wouldn't remake it, though. It does not need remaking. It really Robot doesn't. Shark. A sequel. They could do a sequel. They could do it, uh, blah, 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 whatever, 50 years on. Just like Halloween 18. Halloween 18 did a great job of that. Um, apparently... The new Candyman is a spiritual sequel, 
So I, I think they're doing the same thing. Leprechaun did it. So I, I'm cool with them doing something like that. So, yeah. But uh, I think the cat's out of the bag now. I am actually working on a new Jaws movie for the podcast, which is just me. Ooh. Yeah, but uh, that, that'll be a while away. So don't hold your breath. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But all in all, man, yeah, Jaws, um, I love it. <laughs> That's all I can Sick. say. So, yeah. I noticed. Yeah. Uh, all right. So thank you so much, um, Tom Hardy, for your lovely little email. I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, if you guys, if anyone out there has any other questions that they want me to spew my guts about or ask Luffy his thoughts on anything, Hit us you up, don't man. I know what I think. Just, <laughs> I think people do. They listen, so. No, I don't want to know. Um, but yeah, no, hit us up. Facebook page, Instagram, just direct message us. We'll answer. We're, we're accessible. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. With that being said, let's uh, jump on to question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week for last time. And the question was, what's your favorite horror film of 2021 so far? So, we're going to start off with our friend from the Super Network, Marcy Papandria. Yes. And she says, probably the Fear Street trilogy. Nice. Um, Jay Bradders says, Gaia. Interesting. Okay. Um, Mrs. Invader says, till death. But I don't think it's number one worthy, so hoping the year finishes big. Till death is an interesting pick. I That's the Megan Fox film. Um, oh yeah, okay. I'm like, did I watch that? I'm I think like, I don't think so. I spoke about it on our Patreon episode, but yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. But I have not watched it. Um, Samantha Day says Gladys and her daily health update. Longest movie ever. <laughs> Rip. That's that's a horror movie. Uh, B. Jermaine says, in terms of release dates, I would say Army of the Dead. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, that's a decent one. Uh, Nick Sultana says. <laughs> I knew you'd laugh. <laughs> I tried not to. <laughs> fucking caught me. He says, A Quiet Place 2 is my favourite horror movie for 2021 until the new Halloween movie comes out. Did you... You saw A Quiet Place, didn't you? Yeah. Did we review The it? second one? Yeah, we did. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, we did. We did a review. We did. Because it was like back when we could movies for a little bit. That's right, yes. And I went and saw like a double feature when it was like, it was Quiet Place and Quiet Place 2. That's right. It was fucking, fucking sick. lucky duck. It was great. Um, the man himself, Randy Blanford, aka Tom Hardy, says, Oh shit. Haven't seen much new this year. <laughs> uh, but Army of the Dead is probably my favorite so far. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, Alison Mae Ferguson. That's Zim's wife. Oh shit. You, you gotta be cool. Um, she says... I give her a seven. (laughs) (laughs) She says, things heard and seen. It wasn't scary, but it was a great movie. I haven't checked this one out yet. And I honestly... Things heard and seen. I don't know. It's on Netflix. I wasn't going to bother, but now she mentions it. Maybe I should. So... Things heard and seen. Yeah, okay. Uh, who else we got? Jason Smith (laughs) says... (laughs) The Night House which is another movie I'm waiting for that we can't fucking see. <sighs> uh, Rob Humphrey. Hey, Rob. Uh, he says Candyman. The, the new one? Yep. The one we can watch in a couple days? In a couple days, yeah. I hope so, man. Um, Anwar Olia says The Amusement Park. 
Wow. I didn't even fucking... There's so many movies I ain't even, even nerds of. The amusement park's on Shudder, so... Okay. It's... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Disagreement, Tim. I need to rewatch it. Let's just say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Donanelli says, I have a couple potential choices I'm going to save for October. One of my theme days is yearly catch-up, so there's going to be something for that. But so far, it's the sadness as my only t- 10 out of 10. Several as a 9 out of, Sorry, several 9 out of 10s, but it's the sadness unless something else pops up. I haven't even heard of the sadness. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, me neither. Um, Scott Crawford. Oh, Who's that? Scott Crawford. I don't know who that is. You know that guy that gives you big Scott Crawfords? Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's cool. He <laughs> says, for once, Tim Davis, you and I have the same number one film being Psycho Gorman. Well, something oh, might shit. have changed. Has your number one changed? Mm, I'm, I'm not saying shit. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Philip Perrin says... Oh, that movie bumps me out so hard. <laughs> you need to rewatch it, man. I can't. Dude, not unless someone makes a nice edit. No, you need to rewatch it because sometimes I watch a film that I hate and I watch it again and I turn out I love it. Okay, man. All right. All right. End of the I'll, year. I'll we're gonna promise at the end of the year I'll do a rewatch of Psycho Gorman. Good. Good. And I won't fast forward through all the bits where that little fucking cunt's talking. You better not. Like, actually try and give it a go. You might actually come out loving it. I hate it. Philip Perrin. It's from the Dark Discussions podcast. What up, Philip? He says, A Quiet Place 2. There we go. Another Quiet Place. Wow. It was it was decent. I can I can see why it's on people's top. It's another one. As of right now, it is in, it is in my top 10. But I'm, I'm going to have to give it another watch. Um, I need to sort my whole life out with that list. So yes, you do. I'll get to it eventually. It's not that hard to do, man. Look, you got to count so high as two digits, the whole thing. <laughs> uh, we got Lance Langford from the Horror Returns podcast. He says, Army of the Dead and Old are neck and neck for me. Old is another movie we can't see. <sighs> fucking story of our lives. Is that that Shlamalan one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, and last... That came out ages ago. Yeah, it did come out it's a while. It's so old. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Last one we got is Marcus Woolturner, who says, Right now, A Quiet Place 2, Old, Blood Red Sky, and Jacob's Wife are all tied for best and favorite of the year. Mm, okay. I did, like, decent list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so keen... Like to check out what's coming out. We got so much coming out um, that yeah, I've got a pretty decent top ten list right now that I'm, I'd be happy walking away with. But from what I've heard that's coming out, I'm so pumped to see what ends up. I honestly don't have that that great of a, a bad list. You know, I need to watch some oh, shit movies. <laughs> yeah, there's always shit. You know what? Maybe there's less shit movies this year because like they they usually nothing. But they're usually indie movies. No, they're like those not. Really, no, those like really, really bad indie movies. Oh, that okay, I watch. yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's usually, for me, I don't really like to include like indie movies that no one really heard of. Yeah, okay. In mine, I yeah, for my most of my bad movie lists are like main ones. Like for example, <laughs> Hubie Halloween from last year. Big boy, big boy movie. <laughs> Anyway, so question of the week for next week, dude. I'm cheating a bit here, man. 
We're going to be doing a, bol- a poll question. A poll question of the week. Or the bi-weekly. Yep. Pat Pelly's going to be mad at me. He's going to hate you for a while. I don't give a fuck, because I came up with a cool question, and I think it's going to be fun. Okay, fine. question is, what is the worst hol- holiday destination? And this is... <laughs> this question came to my head, because as of right now, I am on holidays. So, yeah. The options are... <laughs> Tim's house. <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, Wolf Creek. The Evil Dead Cabin. Or the Blair Witch Woods. Ooh. Hmm. My answer is the Evil Dead Cabin. Yeah, my answer is the Evil Dead Cabin. I don't want to be raped by a tree. Yeah, <laughs> look, if I had to get raped by something, I'd, yeah, splinters. Exactly. Like, inside your ass splinters. Yeah. Also, like, you're trapped in the woods and you can't even get away. They fucking blew the stupid bridge up. It's the whole thing. I just want to go home. And yeah, yeah splinters. Home. I don't want to go back in time first. I just want to go back to the S-Mart <laughs> and shop smart. <laughs> don't forget splinters. Splinters yep. up inside you. Find an interest. <laughs> <laughs> Was not expecting a Boosh reference out of you, son. <laughs> all right. With that being said, I think that's all the jibber jabber we're going to do right now. We're going to take a small commercial break and then jump into our review of the 1992 version of Candyman. Are you ready, Luffy? Hmm? Woo! Yeah. Let's get it on. Feature <laughs> presentation. Yeah, it's Halloween time, and what better way to celebrate the best time of the year than to watch horror films? You can spend Halloween night watching a movie. Hell, maybe even two movies. Hey, maybe even five movies. But, why stop there? Why not spend the entire month watching horror movies? Well, your boy's got you covered. In the month of October, yours truly will be bringing you 31 Days of Horror. Excellent! 31 different horror film recommendations over the course of 31 days. That's an episode a day. These episodes will be 10 to 15 minutes long and feature a different subgenre of horror per day. Check us out on Patreon to listen for only a small donation and hey, you can cancel at any time. So get your candy corns ready and be prepared to freak out after all. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? And now, for our feature presentation. Have you ever heard of Candyman? And if you look in the mirror, and you say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman? They whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a... Ghost story. Candyman. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked, mutilated, and burned to death. Poor Candyman. Helen, a woman died in there. Leave it. Everyone knows he isn't real. That's modern oral folklore. Everyone, except Helen Lyle. Where did I get It ain't safe around here. I don't scare too easy. Wanna know about Ruthie Jane? 
that he never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Who is that? I came for you. Do I know you? Now she is about to discover. Tell me. Mystery. I'm sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! And most terrifying of all, come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. Candyman, you don't have to believe. Just beware. Candyman from 1992. This one comes at a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. May I just interrupt mm. and say that is criminally very low. You're only interrupting yourself, so. Yeah, sorry. All right, so if you've been living under a rock and you're listening yeah. to a, a podcast with that that just talks and spews bullshit <laughs> about horror movies and you don't know what Candyman is... The plot summary from IMDb says, The Candyman, a murderous soul with a hook for a hand, is accidentally summoned to reality by a skeptic grad student researching the monster's myth. Um, no it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these plot summaries are, are dumb. It's like, have you watched the movie, sir? I mean, it, it, kind, of, it kind of is on the surface. But it... Like, it it's not accidentally. They do it on purpose. Yeah, true. <laughs> They're not like Candyman, Candyman. But I mean, like... Hey, man, can you please pass me that Candyman? <laughs> and she like, oh, no. She didn't mean to, like... I, I, I don't think she realized it was real. So, then it was an accident. But the the summoning part was on purpose. Yeah, or... true. True. Anyway. So, anyway. So, this stars... Uh, that blurb... Yeah. Four out of ten. <laughs> that's wow, that's pretty good for anyway. Yeah. Uh the cast the we have okay. uh Virginia Madsen as Helen Lyle. Helen. I yeah, I can't yeah. I can't do Tony Todd's voice. I'm gonna I'm not gonna oh, try. So what was happening? <laughs> what do you think was a fucking stroke or something? <laughs> it wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You're like <laughs> when, oh, I like okay. it when Candyman says Helen. Yeah, I, I really can't do it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you were saying Helen. Yeah, Candyman says thought you were making a noise. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, okay. Helen. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh we have Xander Berkeley as Trevor Lyle. Do you know who Xander Berkeley is? No, what's Xander Berkeley? He's Todd in Terminator 2. Todd? Todd's the, um, the dad. The John, oh. John Connor's stepdad. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I was looking at him going, where do I know you from? Anyway, uh, we've got Casey Lemons as Bernadette Walsh. Uh, Vanessa Williams as Anne-Marie McCoy. Uh, we've got Dujon. I didn't even notice her in there. Who? Vanessa Williams. Oh, different Vanessa. Okay, okay, that chick. Okay, that's why. Who are you thinking? You thinking the tennis player? Mm-mm. <laughs> um, 
thinking of Vanessa somebody else. Okay. Anyway, we have Dijon Guy as Jake. And um, then we've got Ted Raimi just making a weird appearance as a fucking greaser bikey who's meant to be a bad guy, but it's played by Ted Raimi, and it's like, you're not a bad guy. You look like a fucking nerd. <laughs> I love Ted Raimi. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, we have the man of the hour, Tony Todd, as the Candyman. This is directed by Bernard Rose, who did other movies. And let me just explain what other movies he did. <clears throat> he did Samurai Marathon 1855. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a fuck, do you? Um... <laughs> Wow, what's that? I, that I, I don't know. <laughs> this is the first thing that came up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, he, he, I don't know what he's done. Whatever. Anyway, okay, so Candyman... No one cares what you've done, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> so Candyman is a 1992 American gothic supernatural horror film written and directed by Bernard Rose... Written, not so much, but directed, yes. Um, And starring Virginia Madsen, Tony Todd, Xander Berkeley, and all these other people. Based Mm -hmm. on Clive Barker's short story, The Forbidden. Um, Do you know who Clive Barker is? Yes. You do? Okay. So, for those people who don't know, Clive Barker is famous for many stories and film adaptations such as Hellraiser and Rawhead Mm -hmm. Rex and Nightbreed. Mm Mm-hmm. He does some cool, weird, kinky shit all the time. He does. He likes his leather. Um, So, speaking about Nightbreed, Candyman came to fruition after a chance meeting between Bernard Rose and Barker, who recently completed his own film adaptation of Nightbreed. Rose expressed interest in Barker's story, The Forbidden, which I kind of want to read now, um, and Barker agreed to license the rights... Now, where Barker's story revolved around the themes of British class system in contemporary... Contemporary... Fuck me. Contemporary. That's the one, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool. So, his, his original story was filmed... Like, it was based in Liverpool, England. Yeah. Uh, Rose, the director of Kenny Man, chose to refit the story to Cabrini Green's public housing development in Chicago and instead focus on the themes of race and social class in the inner city United States. What do you think about that? Do you like that change or would you have rather it kept in London? Mm. I mean, I, I guess because it's an American director and it's for an American movie. Yeah. They wanted to keep it like contemporary. So like... I, I I don't like period pieces anyway, especially British ones. Um, <laughs> I know. So I think this worked way better. Well, here's something that I didn't know until researching this movie today, and it's kind of like, whoa, that's fucking full on. But not only that, but another reason this was changed was according to a journalist named Steve Bojira, one source of inspiration may have been a pair of articles that he wrote for the Chicago Reader in 1987 and 1990 about the murders of Ruthie May McCoy, a resident of Chicago's Abbott Homes housing project. In This is fucking nuts, man. But in 1987, McCoy was killed by an intruder who entered her apartment through the opening behind the bathroom's medicine cabinet. Oh, shit. That's true. Like... That's hectic. Now, there's always that funny joke that most horror movies are from real films. 
And the more I do yeah, this yeah, podcast... Like inspired by true events. Yeah, the more I do this podcast, the more real that fact is actually becoming. So <laughs> so that's basically just a little, little behind-the-scenes story on how this movie came to be. Now, hmm. before we get into anything else, I, I've been waiting over a fucking year to hear what you think about this movie. So the time is now. What did you think? I thought it was pretty decent. The first one was, anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you watched the sequels, didn't you? Yeah, I watched all three. Sorry to for hear no that. For no reason. Yeah. For no reason. I got halfway no through the second. No good dang reason. Oh, you haven't seen the, the third? I've seen them, but only once. Um, I, I okay. wanted to... Re- oh, we'll get to it later, but I wanted to rewatch them. Um, but, yeah, it got too late. <laughs> but we'll get to um, them later. But, yes, continue. Yeah, man, look, I I thought it was decent, but, like... It's a pretty decent movie, man. I honestly wasn't like it had been hyped. Do you know what oh, I mean? No, really? Yeah. So like it kinda came maybe it was like too hyped for me. I don't I don't really know what I was expecting, but it just it didn't quite like fucking blow me away. Like there wasn't Like the kills were cool, the B shit's cool. The lore is cool. There's titties in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it ticks a lot of boxes. I, I, I'm guessing that you were expecting more of a slasher. I'm not I'm not sure what I was expecting, man. Like, it, it just, like, <laughs> didn't really absolutely blow me away. Mm. When, I don't know, there was, there was nothing, like, super... Oh, it's so mean. But, like, that special about it for me. Wow, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if it's just because I'm watching a movie from the 90s with, you know, with high expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just didn't... It didn't tickle me as much as I would have liked it. But I, I still very much enjoyed it. Like, the, the hook killing's cool. All the... Um, like, I like them going to the projects and stuff and all the, like, all the race stuff and the racism shit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Not funny, but, like, wow. interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Ask me, like, specific shit. We'll get in, <laughs> we'll like, get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this is the first time in a long time where we are going to differ. Because yeah. I I have I obviously have seen this movie numerous times and it is one of my favorite movies from the nineties, but I yeah. haven't seen this movie for a while. I own okay. it on Blu-ray, right? I bought it uh, probably a couple of years ago now, and I went to watch it yesterday and I realized it's still in its plastic case, like seal that I haven't even taken out. So well. I was I was I, I watched this. Um, Late last night, I started at about ten, which usually is the the graveyard hour for me when watching movies because I usually fall asleep. I was eyes wide open the entire time. I didn't. I, I forgot how much this movie, how good this movie is. In my opinion, I fucking loved it. I had such a good time with it. It's so different from the eighties slashes or even the nineties slashes. It's. Mm. I would. I mean, it has slasher elements to it, yeah, but I would, I wouldn't call it a slasher film. And I think that's like where most people more come of in. like a psychological thrillery type thing. Yeah, gothic supernatural tale. Even. 
Um, but yeah, I just I, I love this film, man. We'll, we'll get into it in a second. Actually, we'll get into it now. Let's let's break this film down, man. Let's talk. I want to talk about the sets, the set designs for this film. Oh yeah, because Cabrini Green is the perfect location to set this story. Um, yeah, it gives me like um, <coughs> what's the red red phone one? Fuck the towers, Suicide Towers and shit. That kind of vibes. Where? Uh, Suicide Towers and Redfern, like the housing block. Oh, okay, I don't know what that is. Oh, okay, I guess I've been there more than you. <laughs> okay, Suicide Towers. Yeah, it's actually a thing in in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to search this up. What is it? Explain it to me. Um, because fucking it's all housing commission, so it's like mm-hmm. people would jump and shit, and it's just all full of drugs and full of fucking. Um, you know, violence and DV and all that stuff. And it's actually called the Suicide Towers. Yeah, look up Suicide Towers Redfern. Wow, okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, but no, the the setting of of really everything, like even Helen's apartment, is great. But it's really the Cabrini Green side of the story that I loved. It shows the 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 darker side of Chicago. I guess I'll say. Mm. where the gangs and everything is just really run down. It's creepy as fuck. Like, where where you get to that behind-the-mirror apartment side, yeah. it's actually a little creepy, man. I don't know what's happened with me lately. We'll talk later, but movies have been really working for me lately in the scare department. Well, that's good, man. I'm loving it. I'm really I'm really loving it. So I, th- I think, for me, like the, the setting to this movie is just superb. Like, the settings alone are a 10 out of 10 for me. I think they're great. I mean, they were cool sets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, all the mad graffiti and shit. Exactly. How gross the bathrooms looked and, like, this this shit smeared on the wall and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the sweets <laughs> to the sweets smeared in shit. Which, yeah, like, you, and, and Virginia Madsen's acting with that when she's going through that toilet block. It's gagging. It's making me gag. Like, you can basically yeah. smell what she is smelling just watching that scene. And I love that. I think it's great. Um, the casting and acting. Let's talk about that. Tony Todd. Yeah. Tony Todd oh, and yeah. Candyman. He's great. Can you think of anyone else doing this role? I really can't. Do you want to know? He just like... Yeah. Yeah, go on. Do you want to know? Oh, <laughs> you go. <laughs> I was gonna say he just brings this like um otherworldliness to it. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Like where he's just creepy. Especially with like his costume in this one. What's well, that and the voice? Mm. Do you know this is gonna blow your mind and when I read this I was like, what the fuck? They originally planned think of another African American actor that they originally planned to to get. The Mr. Jangles dude? No, not Michael Clark Duncan. Oh. Oh, that's way later anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who? Eddie Murphy. No. He was the original choice for the role, but the filmmakers could not afford him. On top of that, he wasn't tall enough. They wanted someone a bit taller. Yeah, but dude. Could you imagine if they did? Like, Eddie Murphy being Candyman? Yeah, just like out from behind them. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. 
the film would have failed. Like it would have been a laughing stock if it was Ed Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> oh man, fuck! But um, no. So they no, obviously fuck that shit. They obviously chose Tony Todd, who who was fit to play the killer. He was he's six sure. he's six foot five. Um, and he recalled that there was skepticism from his colleagues about him playing the Candyman due to the number of beasting injuries that he would have to receive. He persisted as he wanted to work with the director and said, I've always wanted to find my own personal Phantom of the Opera. And Yeah, dude. Like, Tony Todd has appeared in other movies, but this is what Tony Todd is known for, being Candyman. And, yeah. and he was the one that came up with the background for Candyman. The backstory, sorry, oh. background. The backstory. He came up with it. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I, th- in my opinion, Tony Todd nailed this role. I think his his acting was flawless. I can say. Yeah. Um, what about the role of Heaven? Uh, heaven. Hel- Helen, played by Virginia Helen. Virginia Madsen. Um. Yeah, that was really good too. So this is another thing where they originally had another actress. Well, actually, two mm-hmm. actresses in mind. So before Virginia Madsen got the role, it was actually meant to go to Alexandra Pig, who was Bernard Rose's <laughs> wife at the time. But Alexandra Pig. I know her name, right? Um, but yeah. she fell pregnant just prior to shooting, and that's when Madsen got the part. If... It didn't go to Virginia Madsen. The role was going to go to Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock? Sandy Bulls is good. I, I... You probably wouldn't have got as much boobs. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> um, which, I don't really need boobs, but... I mean, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. She had a nice rack. <laughs> we'll give her that. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. Just, yeah, Eddie Murphy and Sandra Bullock and Candyman. It's just... It sounds weird. Yeah, that's so weird. It sounds like a fucking slasher comedy thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a cop, a buddy cop scenario. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Candyman, because I want to know what you thought of the actual killer. Like, how he, like... Everything about him. Like, like what, the actual kills? Well, the kills, um, what he looked like, what he's go-to was I thought the kills were a bit plain yeah like I guess we're spoiled lately but I mean that probably would have been really good back in the day yeah yeah should yeah and um but yeah like I I liked all the bee stuff because you could tell it was a real fucking beast and he was just not giving a fuck mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a second Okay, yeah, I was so curious. <laughs> yeah. Because they're definitely... There's some... Like, in the next couple of movies, there's some definitely not real bees. <laughs> well, yeah. Where it just looks like they've, like, pasted on some black stuff that looks like bees and then thrown a few bees in there as well. Oh, the sequels. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just bad. But, um... Yeah, like... He's super creepy. He just kind of pops up out of nowhere. That kind of like, because I was like, are they gonna do like a reveal where it's like, she's the Candyman, and shit. What you mean? Like it's all in her head. Yeah. 
Yeah, it alluded to that many times. Especially when it's like, she's in the hospital and they they show the film back and he's not there. Yep. And things like that. I'm like, well, is she the only one that can see him? So it's like, he just taking over her body and stuff and like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it, it took me a little bit of like working my head around what was actually going on. Yeah, okay, I get you, I get you. For the first time watch, yeah, I could see it being confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it wasn't as crazy as the next couple, but yeah. <laughs> what, okay, what did you think about the look of Candyman? Oh, he looks sick. Like, he looks baller. I love that big coat and shit. Yeah. I I, I want to get a Candyman tattoo. Like, oh, yeah? One of my next, get. Like, yeah, Tony Todd just holding the hook up. Because the hook is like... It's not just a hook, but it's like the way the hook's like just being smashed into that bloody stump of a hand. Mm. It's fucking brutal. It looks fucked up. And I love it. The only thing is like that hook is like bent so far over that some of the kills made me wonder like, how's he doing that? Like the hook's like full bent over. Yeah. Like if he's like pulling it through, how is he like actually getting it in there yeah exactly unless unless the hook is like a hand and you can move it up and down because like i i get it if he's just kind of hooking them from the bottom and then tearing them up that makes sense yeah yeah but but yeah when he pushes through yes yeah, and they do that a lot that too yeah um it's like are you like running around the other side and then like kind of jutting it in and then running back around <laughs> exactly and then pushing it through I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't bother me or anything though. But watching it yesterday, I thought I remembered more brutality. Mm. Not to say that we don't get brutality or that it wasn't enough, but I did. I thought we got more. But yeah, still, I dug it. I I don't get why he's called the Candy Man because of the bees. Is it just the bees? Yeah, bees aren't candy. They they make honey. Yeah, they make honey, but honey's not candy. Sweets to the sweet. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, <coughs> maybe if you're covered in taffy or something. <laughs> Coming up with the design of Candyman, the first plan was for Todd to wear a machine-controlled fake right arm, but <laughs> the movements were too strict that they couldn't do that. Um, another suggestion, and I'm really glad they didn't go this way, but Tony Todd suggested that the character wear an eye patch. Why? I don't know. Because he's got a hook hand and an eye patch <laughs> and a peg leg and a big coat. Maybe, yeah, maybe that is why I didn't think of that. But yeah, I'm glad they shut that down. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It would have just been like, oh, you know that fucking pirate movie? <laughs> but it's it's how different this version is compared to the book. Because apparently in Clive Barker's original story, Candyman yeah. has been described as a white man. And he was described as having a rather unnatural shade of yellow that, of course, adds to his candy theme. But he also had an unruly red beard. Oh, big, great big old beard. Yeah, a big red beard with a hook and an eye patch. They are just pirates. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if I could take it seriously if it was just a white guy, white guy with a big red beard. Yeah, I don't know. It just look weird. Um, okay, let's let's get to the favorite part of this whole story. This is what everyone wants to know: is about the bees. So, yes, the film used more than. What's the go with the bees? Well, 
you know why they use the bees, right? Like why in, in the story? You call because uh, because the, the bees like they covered him in honey. Yeah. Because lol jokes, and then <laughs> bees came out of nowhere and stung him to death. But that wasn't part of their plan. I mean, I think it was like they it they was opened because they seemed to be like scared of the bees, like that they didn't know that they were going to come. Like in the original story, like that's how they killed him. Okay. Yeah, they smashed all the um, beehives, poured the honey- oh, they smashed the beehive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they poured the honeycomb over him, wanting the bees yeah. to come and like grab it. Okay, okay, okay. No, it's yep. our honey. Right, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> but with the bees and how they use the bees, the film used more than 200,000 real honeybees throughout, Sorry. and most of the crew wore bodysuits to be protected from the stings, although all of them face at least one sting. <laughs> the bees in Candyman's mouth are real. Yes. Holy Tony shit. Tony Todd had bees in his mouth. And... Lucky he's not a dog. <laughs> Because <laughs> then he's, he'll be a dog, and then when he barks, he has bees in his mouth. And when, when they he bark, barks, he shoots bees. the bees at you. <laughs> you don't know how many fucking podcasts I've listened about Candyman who referenced that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's so good. The cool, the, the cool thing about that scene there is Tony Todd negotiated a bonus of a thousand dollars for each bee sting that he got. During that Hells scene. yeah, dude. How much money do you think you made? $80,000. Not that much. <laughs> I don't know. Have a, have like a, just ten, have a shot. Ten, $10,000. He, no, he got 23000 Holy shit. 23 times he was stung in the mouth while that scene. Now, he had a... Um, Ow. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, he, he had a... A mouth protective mouthpiece to avoid getting stung and to avoid them going down his throat but I mean like it still happened how'd that work what nah bro nah fuck that shit well I wouldn't mind being paid $23,000 to just have bees in my mouth alright well let's see if we can Patreon hook it up (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first you want Tim to get a thousand dollars? You're willing to put a thousand dollars per bee sting? Mm-hmm. I will fill his mouth with bees. I don't know where we're gonna get. Actually, I won't even. I won't even be there. Fucking someone other can do it. <laughs> I don't want to get fucking stung. Well, apparently they use freshly hatched, non-stinging and non-flying bees for the scene, as Madsen was very allergic to the stings. Um, it took half an hour for all the bees to get into Tony Todd's mouth. And he re- oh, they get lost. And he recorded, yeah. And he recorded being tranced out when he let the bees out of his mouth. <laughs> Apparently, it took them like forty-five minutes each for them to remove the bees. Well, I don't like. Mm. Is it worth it? <laughs> like, I know it's cool, yeah. but was it worth it? <laughs> um, yeah, because this movie's now like a cult classic, so. And and probably because of that scene, because of all the bees. Fuck, bro. What if he sneezed? Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's like... Because <laughs> apparently, like, from Virginia Madsen, she said that the bees were very furry because they're honeybees. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, if one got under your nose and, like, its little furry bottom smacked your nose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Um... I want to talk about the the music in this movie. What did you think about the score? 
had honestly kind of seamlessly blended in, which is pretty great. So you didn't listen to it and think, fuck, that's amazing. No, but I also didn't listen to it and think, fuck, that was terrible. I felt okay. like it captured the mood pretty well. It does. It does. Like it didn't interfere with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I- like it just kind of complemented it really well. Like I'm saying it's good. The score is actually one of my favorite horror movie scores. It was actually at one point my alarm tone to wake up. Um, oh, really? The only problem is it's really peaceful and it didn't really wake me up properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I fucking love it. It was it was composed by Philip Glass. And according to Glass, it has become a classic, so it still makes money. He still makes money from that score. He gets checks every year. Um, a limited edition featuring 7,500 copies of the film soundtrack was released in February 2015. And if I had money, I'd probably buy it myself. Nice. Um, what's up with the baby? I never got that bit. Why is he still the baby? Well, okay, well, let's get to it then. The story. Yeah. So, okay. This story, and I think this is where a lot of people... Um, see I, this movie wrong I, I'll be real mm-hmm. I don't think I got this movie like I don't think I understood it properly okay okay so uh, most people see this as like a vengeful spirit that slashes and kills and that's great but this story goes deep like very deep if you look for it firstly before we talk about that we have to discuss some plot holes that people tend to bring up and I've heard this come mm. up a few times. Like, why does Candyman haunt the black population instead of the ancestors of the people he killed? Uh, who killed him, sorry. And there are, there, are, there are a lot of other plot holes that people bring out. But um, I think people are missing the point of the film. These plot holes are elements of the ghost of Daniel Robitaille, who is like the guy. Yeah. But the spirit we see in the film is Candyman. Not the ghost of Daniel Robitaille. Let me explain, right? Yeah. Candyman is an incarnation of the faith of those who tell stories about him. There is no ghost, yeah. but rather an entity formed by faith, fear, rumor, and story. If you listen to the dialogue between Candyman and Helen, you can pick this up. And I think the sequels real. The, we'll talk about the sequels, but they really miss the point of this film. They 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 see it for what it is on the surface. Just another slasher film. This movie goes mm. deep, okay? And the reason that he steals the baby is he, want, he wants to convince Helen to kind of use her as, like, another person who can tell the story of Candyman, thus creating him more powerful, thus bringing him out and letting, uh, giving him more power. Kind of like... Hence the ending? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If that does explain, I've been told, and I don't know if I should say this because I don't know if it's spoilers and I don't know if it's true. So maybe I can say is it revolves around the newest film. Do you want me to say it or not? Oh, no, I want to, I want to be pretty fresh. Okay. Well, I won't say it, but from what I've heard, I'm kind of excited if they go that direction, but we'll see. I don't know. So yeah. Um, but I really like the, the deeper story of this candy man. Okay. But let's... Maybe, maybe I need to watch it again, man. It, it is a movie that you need to revisit a couple of times. Because I remember the first time I wasn't... I was kind of like you. I was a little confused. And I kind of had my doubts watching it last night going, I hope I'm not confused again. 
But I took it all in last night, and I think I really got it. And I fucking loved okay. it. Because I'm, like, watching it now, like, as we're talking about it and shit. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to, like, kind of get my bearings. Because, it, it, like, it sounds more interesting talking about it now than I felt watching it. Yeah, yeah. And I especially just wanted to see him with bees in his mouth again. Because <laughs> I'm, like, now knowing what went into it. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of, it's worth it. The whole face he makes when he's got the bees in his mouth. It's just like, uh, yeah. But also, it's... I'm doing acting, but still. Uh, but he's, oh, it's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. But, I mean, all in all, this movie is just a whole bunch of urban legends put together. Like, obviously, you've got Bloody Mary, which is. Yeah. The, the whole in the mirror thing. Yeah. Did you ever do Bloody Mary as a kid? Um, no, I wasn't really a big tomato juice fan. <laughs> You're not really an alcohol fan. No, really. <laughs> Actually, I'd much prefer just the tomato juice. Yuck. No, a Virgin Mary, I guess. I did. So when I was a kid, um, I grew up knowing the Candyman urban legend, okay. not the Bloody Mary urban legend. I found out about the Bloody Mary later, but it also takes up the urban legend of Hook. The man in the back seat with the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they, they kind of tied those two in together. I love the whole urban legend opening to this movie. How they're just discussing mm. it and everything like that. I love that. I think that's fucking great. And um, Like the whole lore of it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember being a kid and just hearing, like, talking to other kids about urban legends they've heard. And I remember being... I remember just the Hook and Bloody Mary being the main ones. And I guess for the reason of Candyman, but... So, like, with Helen... It, it's kind of a whole different... Oh, there you go. Sorry. Oh, how real. It's the blackboard. Very good. Um, it's it's a, a whole different ball game. Like... Because so, it's like, he's not... He's not just trying to kill her. He's trying to transform her. Pretty much, yeah. But, like... With everyone else that... Candyman, Candyman, Candyman's... He just kills them. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So I think... Okay. Now, I could be completely wrong, but the way I got it is... And this is going to... Uh, maybe this is what the whole thing was, but Candyman was going after the black population because they were talking stories about him, thus creating him stronger. Maybe he was going after Helen because she's white and he wanted her to bring stories to To spread her it to other, white people. Exactly. That's that's what I got from it. I could be completely wrong here, and listeners could be laughing at me, going, "You're fucking an idiot." But that's what I took from it. Yeah, because the the black people in this movie really believe in him. Yeah, exactly. Like handsome all being like hella keen to burn that pile of garbage to the ground. <laughs> yeah, which looked like a lot of fun actually. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, but so I th- like. I think that Candyman yeah, took okay. uh, little Anthony, the little baby, as kind of a, like a blackmail thing for Helen to join him, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's like, come here, we got baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he, he must have seen like her interaction with that kid. Yeah. So, and that the 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 mum does such a good job of like <laughs> fucking despair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, wrapping it up now, unless you have any more questions. 
no, I don't think so. But like, I'm, I'm like more keen to go back to it and like really just give it a try and pay more attention, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, like, you know, I, cause I, I watched it and I was paying attention, but like, I, I just seem to have missed a lot. <laughs> and yeah, like I think I was just watching it very surface level and expecting it just to be like a kooky popcorn flick. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I don't maybe think I should have like you. reading as much for the themes and shit. Yeah, maybe I should have warned you before going in. Sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> no, it's okay, man. Like I honestly just thought it was kind of a a slasher, but like a, go- a ghost ba- like kind of like a nightmare on Elm Street type of scenario. Yeah, or like, you know, they say it and then he fucking pops up and he kills them. Yeah. Yeah, like just just that. Yeah. Like yeah, I get you. I get you. I mean, we can talk more about the stories because there's so much to really unwind. Like, you've got, like, when Helen goes to Caprini Green for the first time and, and then she gets um, face-to-face with the, uh, I guess you can call it the fake Candyman, the drug dealer side of him. Yeah, Like, yeah. you can discuss that because that part's fucking awesome too because that's that whole character, that separate character there is kind of bringing the myth into Candyman as well, making people scared of Candyman. Yeah, he's like reinforcing it. Exactly. And I think that's a great part of the story that, that kind of gets overlooked a little bit. And then you got like the backstory of the kid going to the toilet block. Like, that's, yeah. It's pretty brutal when you think about it. Like this Candyman character doesn't give a fuck and will kill anything. Mm. So yeah, this movie is just really bleak. And that's one of the things I was really worried about with this <laughs> latest one is like being written or produced whatever by Jordan Peele there, there there's no room for comedy in this film and I don't know if there is comedy in the next in this latest one but I hope there's not I really do but I think it being as deep and as layered as it is I think um who better to take it on right yeah, but I mean, look at every other movie that Jordan Peele has done. And I know this new one isn't done by Jordan Peele. He, I don't know if he wrote it or produced, produced it, it, but he, he had it. a part in it. But look at like Get Out, look at Us. They the, all, Both of them had comedy elements to them. Yeah, slight. I, I, but I, I think True. definitely like layered psychological horror more for sure. Oh, definitely, yes. But they still had elements of comedy sprinkled throughout. And I don't think Candyman is a film that should have that in it. Who knows? Know, Who knows? Know, it might work. I know you hate when they, they put comedy in the If movies. it works, then fine. Like, but yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, it didn't seem to be in the trailer, so we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, you never know. I mean, they had fucking Destiny's Child song and that kind of already lowered my <laughs> score, so... <sighs> hate Destiny's Child. Anyway, uh, a few more interesting facts... Um, about the movie before we wrap it up. So exterior hallway and stairway scenes were actually filmed for a few days in the infamous Cabrini Green housing projects, though the producers had to make a deal with the ruling gang members to put them in the movie as extras to ensure the cast and crew's safety during filming. Even, Even with this arrangement, a sniper put a bullet through the production van on the last day of filming. Uh, Luckily... Just for shits and giggles? I guess so. Luckily no one was hurt. (laughs) <laughs> how fucked up is that yeah yeah a tactic um the scene where Candyman's hook bursts through Helen's bathroom cabinet yeah which I gotta admit it fucking got me <laughs> it did <laughs> I jumped 
Um, <clears throat> that was actually set up without Virginia Manson's knowledge. That's so awesome. her terror and shock uh, are real. I love when they do that kind of shit to actors. Same, I know, it's, it's cruel as shit, but, I mean, it makes for it's good funny. acting. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, all right, so anything else you want to talk about Candyman? Um, the sequel. Oh, yeah, sorry, okay, let's, well, let's do it. <laughs> oh, shit. What did you think? Oh, they're so... Uh, all right. I, so, so, look, uh, sorry, I watched half of the first sequel, so... So, Farewell to Flash is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, can we talk about the ending of this first? Yeah. So Helen's the new Candyman and the the OG Candyman's gone. Is that right? I mean, it's up to it's up for interpretation. Anyway, you okay. got it. Um, Helen can be seen as an extra Candyman, I guess. Okay. She's not. I just. I mean, it's not as spooky being like, Helen, Helen, (laughs) Helen. Yeah, I know, I know. And who's really gonna say that? But yeah, I've heard a lot of other people say that that ending scene just really shouldn't have been there. Really should have been cut out. It kind of lowered the score. Yeah, like it. It it did for me too, honestly. Like also just not getting the themes and stuff like that, and like. It would have been cool if it was like he joined her or something. Uh, yeah, because they went down the route of like Helen was very, uh, and they and they do this in a lot of movies. But Helen was uh, looked a lot like uh, Daniel Robitaille's love interest. Yeah, oh, that's the whole thing in the next two ones as well. But yeah, okay, there we go. Um, yeah, I like that scene mainly because that girl's wearing a white shirt with no bra. And you might as well just had a topless because you can see everything. That's a running theme through these movies. <laughs> is them wearing a white shirt, no bra. Well, I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> she was a bit of all right. She was a bit of all right. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I don't have a problem with her being all, like, burnt up and doing murders and stuff. I was just like... She's not as cool as Candy. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe she's not. Maybe she just came back for her husband. Maybe, because but I just I could have done without it. Like, yeah, I hear that a lot. I'm fine with it, but yeah, it doesn't really affect. It, even if they left, if she survived, ambiguous. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because in this one, you definitely know she died and sacrificed herself for the baby. Yeah. But then it's like she's. Helen, <laughs> like coming to theaters, fucking nineteen ninety three. You know, like now. Nah. I I really felt for the character of Helen. Like, yeah, I felt too. She didn't really do anything. She was just trying to research this urban legend and got fucked she on. She got fucked on over hard by everyone. Like, <laughs> the, I mean, like the real life Candyman fucked her face up, which healed very quickly. <laughs> but yeah, true. <laughs> considering how fucked it was. I mean, yeah, you got that. Then you got like Candyman, like yeah, basically getting her arrested, and then and then like the last part, which actually really Just torturing her, and fucking with her, and like filling mouth with bees and shit. Well, yeah, Bee-kissing. yeah, there's that, there's that, but there was also the part that kind of tugged at my heartstrings a bit, where she comes home to find her husband with a a girl. I know repainting. Yeah, and oh man, it kind of yeah when she's just. She's walking around in circles, just lost in her mind, and she just says to him, "You were the last. You, you were the only thing I had left." And I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking really upsetting. It's rough. That is really. Yeah, this poor girl has just had everything ripped away from her, and then yeah. 
the one person she had in the corner is now gone. Mm. I don't know. It kind of, it kind of, yeah. No, no, I feel it. I feel it. It's good. Yeah. So sequels. <laughs> okay, so the sequels in New Orleans, which is apparently yes. where he's from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yep. And then, it's his like relative or something. Like she's his like great granddaughter or some bullshit. Okay, I didn't get to that part, so I I haven't seen these for years, so I don't really remember much. There's look, I haven't seen them in hours, and I don't really remember much. To be real, <laughs> yeah. Like so, she. There's, like, awesome shit with, like, her being a school teacher and shit. So there's all this fucking plot with the school kids. Yeah. There's, like, the stuff with... um. Oh, man, I'm honestly struggling to remember. <laughs> it's been a couple of hours and you can't even talk about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly. um, What the fuck happened in this one? Oh, this is the mirror one, where it was all about getting the mirror. The original mirror. Uh, or some bullshit okay. and she has to break it and then that breaks his spell yeah okay I don't want he that. also doesn't look as good in this one <laughs> I mean it's still Tony Todd so that's a it's plus. still Tony Todd but he just doesn't like his jacket's not as cool yeah I like it with the brown yeah yep um and I don't know it just wasn't they, they sort of retread the same shit but it's like oh no I fucking we know you're not guilty this time Definitely. I, yeah, I did notice that part. I'm like, oh. I mean, but they couldn't have really gone the same route. Yeah, I guess. This was... It was just really complicated to the point where I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Just fucking hurry up. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I, do, I um, did notice the acting was horrible. wasn't great. Like... It was sort of, like, nice getting to know a little bit more of his background lore, but it also felt wrong and, like, that they were rewriting shit. Yeah. And retconning stuff, and I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. But, yeah, like, it was was fine. It, It wasn't, like, the worst of all movies. It wasn't the best of all movies. It was just, like, really meh. Middle of the road. I gave it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Did I rate fucking Candyman? No, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Well, I gave this one a five. Like it's okay, just, okay. it's fine. Like I am not going to remember anything about it. It was honestly, it was okay to sit through, but like it, it was just like me at the end of it. And like there's a big flood at the end. It's all in like New Orleans and shit and Mardi Gras and all that kind of crap. Mm. Um, so, so you're saying I shouldn't finish watching it if you really want yeah I got other movies I'd rather watch so yeah dude I don't don't think it's worth it I don't think anything that happens in this one is going to come to play (laughs) in um the new one yeah okay and especially the direct to TV ass looking uh number three yep (laughs) Candyman Day of the Dead is Oh, garbage. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all of the racial stuff, but this time against Mexicans. 
or Spanish people. Really? I'm okay. Not exactly sure. Um, it, it it just got kind of another blondie, bimboy person, and she's his great great granddaughter again, or something like that. Uh, yeah. She's a descendant. Who like he has all these super white descendants who are blonde. I hate that. I hate when they do that. Um, it's like, why not just make, if you're going to make it a descendant, why not make him black? Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah, I know. It's like, no, cause he wanted to give, um, he wanted to fuck this Donna De Erico chick. <laughs> oh, I mean, director. yeah, wouldn't you? Uh, she's cute and all, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like just bad um and then this one's like cause they destroyed the mirror in the last one which is supposed to be the source of all his power oh that's right and the CGI in the last one is so bad oh really so bad like they destroy the mirror which is supposed to be like where he keeps his soul or some shit mm-hmm. and then he kind of falls into glass pieces and explodes in glass Okay. And it looks terrible. Yeah, I can see. I like, can see that. Ter- terrible. <laughs> and then the CGI in this is worse. <sighs> like, I could. What was this one? Oh, this one was paintings. Oh, really? Like he, he, his story was kept alive because of paintings. Okay. Because <laughs> of his paintings that he did when he was. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he was an artist. Yeah. And they, these two do a lot more retreading of like the actual event of him. Like they His show story. it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's like, I don't know. He ends up kissing his relative and I'm like, yeah, gross. Stop it. <laughs> Yucky. No more incest. So many movies with incest. That's enough. <laughs> Stop it. Um, but yeah, he, they destroy the paintings and then he's destroyed forever or whatever. Huh. Like it was, I don't know. Stupid. Yeah, it sounds, it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They, they were honestly so much nothing. It's, it's like, they weren't even like so bad. It's funny. Like they're just okay. So you'll never watch them again. Oh, never, ever. <laughs> Like, if I want to watch Candyman, I'll just watch the first one again. And I'm actually really keen to watch the first one again now. Like, to try and, like, have a little more of a chew on it and stuff. I think you should, like, just before the newest one comes out for us. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But these are garbage. Like, these are, like, like you said, it's just surface level. He's just a killer. He does that pop through the body with the claw thing a lot. And the hook, sorry. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, okay, more B stuff uh, in these ones, like just a lot less actual Bs. Yeah. Which I guess was a nightmare <laughs> to film in the first one. Uh, but there are some, but like, you know, there was a bit where he just, he floated in on a fucking thing of Bs almost. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> that dumb shit like that. <laughs> like, it, it just, he wasn't as creepy and like, He's still the candy man, but they didn't give him much shit to work with. Yeah, okay. You know, like... That's disappointing, yeah. man. Yeah, I just... I didn't dig him. I mean, you can watch him if you want, just to finish your candy man. Mm-hmm. B 
binge, but... Well, I've heard, yeah, they don't really get mentioned in the new one, so I don't think I will. I wouldn't bother, man. You're not missing out on much. Yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of did it to do it. Fair enough, man. Well... Yeah. I'm glad you did, man. Now you're, like, all caught up on the candy, man. Yeah, I mean, I honestly couldn't tell you what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Second one, mirror. Third one, painting of him, and then, yeah. Yep. He's like, stop it. Stop destroying my painting. <laughs> All right. Uh, With that being said, let's let's wrap this one up. Give it a score out of 10 and final thoughts. Uh, the third one? Third one, I give it a three. Wow. Okay. Um, and the OG Candyman? I am giving it a tentative Zim out of 10 for now. Fuck, I thought you were going to say 10. No. Okay, you're giving it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, we're giving it a seven out of ten, but it's tentative on a rewatch because it, it could go up if I if I sort of get it a bit more. Yep. And um, I think I really needed subtitles for this one. Really read what was happening. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Where where did you get? Where did you catch it? Uh, on the internet. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. For me, look, man, this one. I think I was very much with you on my first time watching it, but now after seeing it a few times, I think I've really connected with it and I just okay. love it man I'm, I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10 oh nice uh, dude yeah I fucking love this the only reason it's not getting a 10 is because it's not a film I can really sit down to and watch every time yeah okay okay because it's it's sort of heady not just that it's it's not a film I want to sit down and watch all the time because I feel like it's the not a popcorn movie yeah and, uh, exactly I think that's what I was expecting that's fair. It was like an 80s kind of Nightmare on Elm Street, fucking Friday the 13th. Yeah. Type. Yeah. I, yeah, I get that. Um, for me, no, I just, I just, I won't say I connect. But I, I, I should have gone in expecting more of a fucking Clive Barkery, Hellraiser-y, fucking yeah. <laughs> gory thinkathon. <laughs> well, now that you can watch it again, you will next time. So, yeah, that would be good. So, mm. overall, would you recommend it? Um, yeah, definitely. But it's not like an action blockbuster horror. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, like, have your thinking cap on, um, get engaged, you know, do that shit. Yep. And I, I think you'll enjoy it more than I enjoyed it. And that's it. I still gave it a seven, so I still quite enjoyed it. Hell yeah. I'm happy. Are you, are you more keen or less keen for the new one? Uh, more keen now, because I, I hope it'll be I hope they'll play with light and shadow and stuff a bit more yeah okay in this one because the 90s they didn't really play with dark very much because they couldn't yeah do you know what I mean like whereas I feel like movies are literally a lot more darker these days and I think having a Tony Todd or a Candyman type person creeping out of the shadows or just seeing the gleam of a hook that's been CGI'd or whatever Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Will be cool, and they can play with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of it was just like <gasps> shocked face, and then he's there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want, I want to be more scared with this new one. I get you. I get you. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope we are. Mm. Anyway, with that being said, let's jump into our last segment of the night, which is raw. Yeah, that's it. Just raw. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Welcome to Raw is Horror for Dummies. Uh, on this episode, we're talking about the newest James Wan film, which is called Malignant. And this one came out literally a couple of days ago. And, wow, this one has just created all types of buzz. So, before we jump this into our thoughts... This is the one with the, the witch from um, Sleeping Beauty, right? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, actually. Oh. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's what I watched. Did I watch the wrong one? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh no! So the story is: Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. And this stars Annabelle Wallace as Madison, um, George Young as Kakoa Shaw, detective, uh, Maddie Has mm-hmm. Maddie Hassan. Sydney, her sister, and Michonne Brianna White as Regina Moss, and like some other people, but I'm not going to mention it. Uh, it's written yep. and directed by James Wan, who you would know from The Conjuring and The Saws and The Insidious and some DC movie that I don't care. Um, Aquaman. Yeah. So, this is James Wan's... I'm just going to... Do you mind if I just butt in here and just quickly give you my yes or no? Answer. <laughs> so, James Ron James Wan returns to bring us his interpretation of a giallo film. Do you know what a giallo film is? Bless you. What? <laughs> you made a noise. Okay. okay, so you don't know what a giallo film is. Giallo no. films are traditionally an Italian film, and they are generally characterised as gruesome murder mystery thr- thrillers that combine um, suspense elements of detective fiction with scenes of shocking horror um, featuring excessive blood, stylish camera work, and often jarring musical arrangement. Films like... I I better not say Suspiria, but like Tenebrae and... (laughs) A lot of films that you probably never heard of, to be honest. Um, Mm -mm. I'm going to say straight up, Giallo's are not my favourite subgenre. Actually... How do you spell it? G-I... <laughs> yeah. A double L O. G O G G O. Dude, I was fucking like right there. That's why I was, I was giggling. Like, because I wanted to I wanted to do it, but I also wanted to Google it, so I wanted to wait till you were finished and then I was gonna go G O G G O Would anyone else get that if they're from not from Australia? I don't fucking think so. I think it was just it because it was like like a car traded place, right? Yeah. Like he wants to trade his yeah. Gogo mobile, but he's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to trade in my Gogo mobile. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. eat shit, foreign listeners. So yes, Jellos aren't traditionally my favorite. I, actually, I I can't tell you a Jello film that I like. Um, pieces. And, and you can even argue if Pieces is a Giallo film. Some people say yes, some people say no, but realistically, Pieces is the only one I actually like. And if you want to include Suspiria in that list, yes, Suspiria is a film I'm not a fan of, but that's a, another podcast. Um, with that being said, this film is so has been so hyped up by so by everyone. It's one of the most divided films I've seen in a long time. You know, half the people love it, half the people hate it, and a lot of people are met on it, which is kind of... I, I didn't expect. Um, yeah. Yeah, this one is just going fucking bananas on, on Facebook. 
if you're a part of any horror Facebook group, every second post is like, just saw Malignant, fucking worst movie ever, or just saw Malignant, you need to check this out, it's the fucking best. Um, See, I don't play much in the groups. Sorry, everybody. But, so I just kind of skipped through, so I didn't really see a lot of stuff. I, I saw it after I'd watched it. Yep. That's when it started cropping up for me, but I, you said, watch this, and I'm like, okay, what's this with, you know, I had no idea, it wasn't even my radar at all. So this one was on my radar, because the trailer came out not too long ago, like a couple months ago, and everyone was saying it's James Wan's Jalo film, and uh, as soon as they said Jalo, I'm like, uh, I don't care, but I like mm. James Wan, and then when it came out and like the reviews started pouring out, I'm like, oh, it's out now, it's on HBO Max means I can watch it, don't have to go to the cinemas, which I can't anyway. Might as well watch it. Um, yeah. And I, um, okay. I, yeah. I honestly... I'll we'll, we'll get to it. I'm just going to come straight in here. I expected to hate this film. Holy fuck. I fucking love this film so yeah. much. I fucking love it. It's great. And uh, we'll, we'll get to it, but I, I, I need to know what you're feeling. Are you... Uh, I, I, I'm, well, I'm worried. I don't know how you're going to... How you're going to react. I don't know. Like, it started real kind of slow. Did it? For me. Okay. I, I was... It just didn't really... Didn't really get me. Do you know what I mean? Like... Right. It was just kind of... I was like, yeah, this is... This is okay. This is fine. Like, it was all fine. And then it wasn't all fine. It wasn't all fine at all. <laughs> it was hectic. <laughs> you threw me. It was fucking hectic. You know what this movie gave me? And probably for a fucking good reason, I feel like. Yeah. But like mad upgrade vibes. Okay. Yeah, just like I, I, I know it's like completely different movie, completely different directors and shit. But just that fucking fantastic camera work yeah such a cool idea i loved it i loved how they executed it i love that he's the backwards man the backwards man <laughs> and like <laughs> i was just all into it sorry is that spoiler again whatever i um yeah i fucking loved it i'm so happy to hear that i i was i was actually worried like, I know how you were talking about, like, what's your top movie and shit. Yeah. And I was all just pretending, because this is. <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. fuck. Could we have... This is my... Sorry, fuck it. I'm going to spoil it. No, no. My rating. Not not, not the movie. Okay. Um, This is my first nine of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. And you know me, man. I don't give out... Yeah. Nines and tens very often. Um, but I quite loved this. I, it was so squishy and cool looking. Um, maybe there's some style over substance or whatever. It's not an emotional, like I didn't cry or anything. Um, but fuck it was cool this is a throwback to 80s schlock horror and like 70s giallo mixed into one and a lot of people oh man the biggest argument that a lot of people are saying is like oh 
the story is stupid. Um, the effects are crap. The acting is fucking atrocious. Yet these are the same people. No, it isn't. That, that everyone's saying the acting's bad, which I didn't really get. Why? There was some. I didn't get that. There was some questionable dialogue. I will admit that there was some cheesy oh, yeah. moments. All right. But yeah, it was cheesy, but like I think it was on purpose, it, right? It like, definitely the whole was. thing's cheesy. It definitely was. But you know what? The, these are the same people, and this is what pisses me off when people go, oh, the acting was shit. Yet these are the same people that will suck Friday the 13th, the originals, dick, till there's no come left and be like, it's the best movie ever. Go <laughs> back. Go back and watch the original Friday the 13th. That movie had some of the worst fucking acting I've ever seen. And if anyone wants to challenge me, bring it. Because that movie, and you know what, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm sorry, but Heather Langenkamp can't act her tits off. It's not great, mm. yet people want to give shit to this movie for that. The, the, th- the thing about this movie is, it, James Wan's a smart dude, man. I think he knows what he's doing. And like we, we've seen with his track record, he knows exactly what he's doing in this movie, and it's all planned, it's all part of the show. Every fucking angle, every shot, every thing was meticulously put together. The camera's moving the whole time. It's doing these weird shots. It's doing like, it's so visually pleasing mm-hmm. to look at. Like everything's gorgeous. Everything's lit so cool. Like, like I was saying, like where I like, I hope they play with like light and dark in Candyman. Yep. It does this and like, man, if you get motion sick during a movie, this is fucking it. Yeah. And like the gore is spectacular. I must have watched that I did some shit I haven't fucking done for a long time where I stopped rewinded it a few bits. Oh, really? Okay. Um Prison? <laughs> yeah. I mean not prison. The cop center. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Cop center? Yeah. I've seen it four times. <laughs> This is a movie I wanted to watch it the next day with with the wife because I think she'll like this movie too. And honestly, as well, I didn't pick it. Um, yeah, neither did I. Yep, and there's... I didn't pick it, and I was I was like, <gasps> it got me. Yeah, so did me. Same with me. What did you think yeah. about the antagonist in this? Because I, I, oh, I'm fucking fantastic. I'm not gonna lie, man. I I loved it. I I'm I'm freaking out. Like, the past few nights, because I'm on holidays, I've been staying up late watching movies, and every yeah. time, like, everyone else is asleep in the house, so I have to turn off all the lights, then go to the bedroom. I, I'm i actually scared at times. Like, I turn off the light and run to my bedroom at times, because this antagonist in the movie has creeped me the fuck out. The way it walks, the way it looks, it's actually gotten under my skin. I haven't felt this way since Paranormal Activity. I, and I, I didn't pick it, like... Every, I don't know how they did it. No. I don't know if it's CGI. I don't know if it's fucking like... I know. There are scenes oh. where it is CGI, but then the other scenes, it's like... Uh, and what? The, <laughs> the gory stuff is so gushy. Yeah. So gushy. I love gushy. <laughs> Not like fucking like... like oh like, my God. What, whap. what was that fucking movie last year where that lady dropped down the stairs and it was like explosion of blood? Oh, it was a remake of something. Oh. Shit, I don't know. The Ring? No, not the ring. The grudge. The um, grudge. The grudge. Yes. And yeah, that was like overly gushy. But this was like, this is perfect gushy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I loved that it was like, that the weapon is so cool mm-hmm. that they use how it's like the medical thing. Like it's layered, man. Like even though it's like, um, just 
a kind of mad popcorn film. I think it's got layers to it. Like, everything's kind of meticulously put together like a fucking um, um, Edward Wright movie. Yeah. Uh, Edgar. Edgar, Edgar Wright? Wright? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like everything's in shot for a reason. Yeah. All, all the, like, the dialogue's, like, written that way. And, yeah, it's cheesy. It's not, like, fucking... It's not like one of those wanky writer movies like Shyamalan movies are sometimes mm-hmm, yeah. where they have like a big fucking monologue and you can just see like Shyamalan just rubbing his little dick yeah. <laughs> and you're like fuck I'm smart <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it I mean I mean for me like this does this film does a great job of blending different subgenres I mean it has elements of Cronenberg Argento and even Stuart mm. Gordon all mixed into one um, I th- you know how I feel about cronies. <laughs> I love me cronies. I think this is a phenomenal film. I, I honestly cannot wait to rewatch it. And as of right now, it is on par. Yeah, watching it. It is on par with Psycho Gorman from the number one spot. So after, yeah, after that's re- fair. I'm going to give it a score, but that score is not. I'm not going to say it's concrete at all because after a rewatch, it might go up. Hey, it might go down. Who knows? But. I I'm so excited to rewatch this again. I really am. Mm. So, me too. I mean, it's funny because going, <laughs> I, I I complain about these fucking Facebook horror groups so much, where people just like, mm. except our group. Our group's the best. Yeah, but we're, 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 a horror, the we're a horror podcast people. group, but like, and horror podcast groups are the best because I don't know. It just seems to me like those people know their shit. Where. Like, just normal horror groups are like, mm, have anyone seen The Conjuring? Um, but, like, all, all the it's time. Scary, right? All the time, I just get constant people just going, oh, I'm sick of remakes. Like, why, didn't they, why doesn't Hollywood bring out anything original once? Those people are like, the same people that are complaining about this movie. Guaranteed. <laughs> it's like, fuck, you've got the most original movie you've seen in a while and you're bitching about it. I don't, I don't get it, but... Um, Malignant, I'm giving it a nine and a half out of ten. Dang, I'm a, I'm gonna just give it a straight nine, but it's cool, man. I fucking um, loved it. Like I said, I don't hand out nines a lot. I think last year there was two that got a nine. Which were Spontaneous and Love and Monsters, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was so close to a ten. And I won't say this one's so close to a ten, because it's not I usually I usually give tens to movies that emotionally devastate me. Yep. <laughs> That's, yeah, kind of the same thing. It's kind of my thing. Um, but fucking hell, if I didn't want to watch this again. Yeah. And, like, um, talk about not remembering fucking shit from a movie I watched an hour ago. <laughs> I just, just, like, couldn't wait to watch this again. Yep. And honestly, if it comes out in theaters, which I kind of hope it does, I'm fucking going. October 21st is planned in- Plan to. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm totally going. Well, that's if theaters are open, so... If we can... If, <laughs> you know... Yeah. Like, if we don't all die from yep. COVID... Um, lead poisoning. Then I'm totally going. Or lead poisoning, <laughs> or like vaccine overdose or something. Exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck you want, dude? Anyway. Um, but yeah, and I'll say, oh, I don't know what to call it, but... The look of the antagonist was fantastic. Talk about gushy. 
I loved it. <laughs> and I don't want to say what it reminded me of, but like, um, it's an Arnie movie, but I, um, it was, oh, it was so good. I don't, uh, well, I'm trying to think which Arnie movie you're talking about. Is it? I don't want to say it. No, don't, tr- don't trying guess, to, re- it'll, trying it'll, it'll to re- 100% re- give it away. Try- no, no, I, can't, re- I can't be any more specific because I don't want to give it away. Okay, I, wa- I want everyone to fucking watch this movie. And like, I, I think it needs to be, it's, it's like, honestly how I felt about upgrade that year where I was like, I feel like this movie isn't going to get enough fucking eyeballs on it mm-hmm. and it should. Cause it's fucking rad. Yeah. Okay. An Arnie movie. I'm totally, I'm totally recalling a certain movie that I can't think of right now. Yeah. You'll get there. You'll get there. Okay. All right. Well, with that being said, malignant, we both give it a thumbs up and <laughs> go, yeah, go see it. Go see it if you can go see it or like wait and see it at the movies because I honestly recommend that. Um, but if you got HBO Max and you can pay for it, um, then yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to throw money at this thing again just to have it. So would I, yeah. I think this is a movie that I'm going to own when it comes on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so this is, uh, honestly, this is a, uh, this like, this is a cult classic already. This is, yeah, this, this is, is a, easy. Easy, my movie of the year. Yeah, this is gonna be. Yeah, this is gonna be. Um, like when people remember the year twenty twenty one, it's gonna be like one of the films that people bring up, like like The Conjuring is for two thousand thirteen. You know. Yeah, like so. this feels like my possessor. Yeah. Of last year for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that being said, this concludes the Horror for Dummies podcast for this week. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. We are proud members of the Padded Room Podcast Network and can be found there as well as Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and other places. If you would like to help this show grow, the best way to do it is giving us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or share our show on social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd under Horror for Dummies. And we want to know what you think about our thoughts on Malignant. So if you if you are sitting there seething because we're giving such high praise to this movie, write in and tell us why we're wrong. Yeah, tell us why we're wrong we, and why you suck. We will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to... No, that's cool. If you didn't like it, you didn't like yeah, it. But I loved it. People dig, their, dig what you're going to dig. So if you didn't like it and you have reasons, let us know. I'm keen to hear. If you honestly have a good reason as to why you didn't like it, let us know. So Yeah. Uh, if you want to support the show like a champion, we have a padded room. Oh, fuck, fuck me! <laughs> Thinking about the padded room podcast, we have the uh, we have a Patreon page opening right now with heaps and heaps of bonus shit. We so much extra shit. We just finished our September bracket, which is yes, we did. Which is oh, I might as well just say it: movie themes and songs part two. And uh, yes. Once again, someone does get angry and walks off. So <laughs> I don't know if you walked off, but well, someone gets angry. Spoilers. Whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we have a lot of bonus content over there. And if you guys didn't hear, there will be thirty-one bonus reviews coming in the month of October for thirty-one days oh, of horror. So I'll be many. doing a review every day in the in the month of October so busy little Timmy if you want to just come and check that out and then leave like quit later I mean you're more than welcome to $1.50 totally cool. for a month gets you pretty much everything pretty much 
yeah so go and do it um yeah but that uh concludes the show oh next week what are we doing next week so what Luffy. i mean harry potter Okay, next horror for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> next horror for dummies. We're going to be recording on like the thirtieth of September, which is the end of Ooh. September, which means the podcast will be coming out at the start of October. Halloween season, baby! It started. Spoopy. And Luffy hasn't seen yes. a little movie called Trick or Treat. I haven't. You keep telling me to watch it. I keep ignoring you. Yep. Well, you're not ignoring me anymore because that's our next episode. We have now done. Have watch it. We have done trick or treat on this show before, but not with Luffy. So therefore, I'm not counting it. So, and quite frankly, I'm track that episode from the records. <laughs> I'm really keen to see what you think because okay. my last person that I showed loved it. So we'll see what you really? think. So, are we going to do Candyman for Raw? Uh, if all goes to plan, okay. I mean, we got we got that. We got Don't Breathe Two. Uh, there's hey maybe we'll do a double Halloween feature we'll see Ooh, getting launchy there maybe maybe it's not up to me it's up to Tim so if we don't get <laughs> it's that that's Tim's fault both of us so alright well that being said we love you we'll catch you on the next time so much uh, yeah keep the peace sweets to the sweet bye Dip. who can take a sunrise sprinkle it with dew for it in chocolate and a miracle or two. It's a candy man. The candy man can. Candy man can. Parsi mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Who can take a rainbow? Wrap it in a sigh. Soak it in the sun and make a strawberry lemon pie. The candy man. The candy man. The Candyman can. The Candyman can. Cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Willy Wonka makes everything he bakes satisfying and delicious. Talk about your childhood wishes. You can even eat the dishes. can take tomorrow, dip it in a dream, separate the sorrow and collect up all the cream, the candy man, the candy man can, the candy man can, cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good, and the world tastes good. Cause the candy man thinks it should